the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, will shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel, Defender of Zion. Shalom. What a great day to celebrate the Lord and share your faith. It's a great season with Hanukkah and Christmas. In fact, Hanukkah ends this evening. It's the last night, and today is Christmas Day. So I pray that uh, in this season you have and will continue to get closer to the Lord because your celebration of the Lord is from your heart. If you have heard last week's program, you might still have some questions about how I view Christmas and Hanukkah. Stay tuned, and I'll try and answer those questions. But let's pray first. Avinu Malkenu, you are our Father and our King, and there is no one like you. So we bless you. We praise you. We worship you. We honor you. We declare our love for you. We declare your faithfulness. We declare that you are God. And we believe, O Lord, that you sent Yeshua, Jesus, to be our Messiah, to be our God and King. And so we bless you and thank you. In the name of Yeshua, amen. Well, part of Hanukkah and Christmas is about giving. So I'd like to just mention that we have a booklet we'd like to give you. It's called Rejoice Always, very short, just a bunch of scriptures that focuses your mind on God's word and his desire for you to rejoice. So call Karen or actually Jennifer as well, either one, and let them send you a copy of the booklet or email it to you. It's free. And our phone number at the office, 813-831-5673. If you call after hours, certainly leave a message. We'll take care of it. And for those of you who would like to send us a gift so that we can stay on the radio in 2023, we would be humbled to receive that kind of encouragement from you in the form of a financial gift. And again, call our office, 813-831-5673. Today's broadcast is about wrestling with our culture in an honest way. We started it last week. We continue this week. This is As I mentioned last week, the most difficult of teachings because it's such a sensitive area. 
though these are great holidays to help worship the Lord. You know, Hasatan has his hands, or Satan, has his hands all over Christmas and Hanukkah celebrations with commercialism, consumerism, people stressed out, and many distractions make cloudy the real reason for the season. You know, Satan masquerades as an angel of light. We see that in 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen. But I think especially at this time, he wants to distract us. He wants us to not have faith. He wants us to uh, have other things that come before worshiping the Lord. So we need to especially focus on God during this time, which can be difficult. I believe wrestling with God and struggling with his word and then struggling with our ability to apply his word will bring us maturity. Celebrating these holidays so that God receives the glory is our challenge. It is when we don't struggle or think about what we are doing that oftentimes we just hit that slippery slope that we don't know how it began, and we don't know how to stop it. Last week I explained that God does not tell us in his word to celebrate Christmas or Hanukkah. They are not in Scripture. Yes, uh, Hanukkah is mentioned in John 10, but it doesn't really say much about it, except that that was the time of the year when Yeshua was there. However, I believe there's a great value in celebrating either or both holidays. I believe that there is no value in being judgmental about what someone else is doing concerning these holidays. And I think Scripture would back me up with that. Colossians 2, starting with 14, he wiped out the handwritten record of debts with the decrees against us which was hostile to us. He took it away by nailing it to the cross. After disarming the principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in the cross. Therefore, you hear that? Therefore, do not let anyone pass judgment on you in matters of food or drink or in respect to a festival or new moon or Shabbat. These are a foreshadowing of things to come, but the reality is Messiah. When you see the word therefore, it is because the reason for what is about to be said, you find in what was just said. (laughs) Because Yeshua overcame the deaths and decrees and triumphed on the cross, do not pass judgment concerning what others eat, drink, or in respect to a festival. Okay? Also, the reality is Messiah. He's the judge, the Lord. Through Scripture, he's going to judge if our hearts were about Messiah or not as we celebrate or anything we do. This means that if we don't celebrate or whether we do, we're not to be judged knowing that God is the judge. In order to please God, I would suggest that everything we do and all decisions that we make are based on our constant, heartfelt relationship with Yeshua. 
Unless we do that, well, we are part of the slippery slope. We're accepting even a small part of the secular culture in our country and beginning a trend away from God rather than towards him. In 1 Peter 2.16, it says, Live as free people, but not using your freedom as a cover-up for evil. Rather, live as God's slaves. Think about this possibility. The definition of a, a free people is to be God's slave. God will judge whether or not we are using our freedom as a cover-up for evil. Then in verse 17 of 1 Peter 2, it says, Honor all people, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. Slaves, with all, that's us, right? With all respect, submit yourselves to your masters. Not only to those who are good and gentle, but also to those who are harsh. For this finds favor if for the sake of conscience toward God, someone endures grief from suffering undeservedly. For what credit is there if when you sin and get a beating, you endure? But if you endure when you do good and suffer for it, this finds favor with God. So, what does this mean? Slaves, we are dedicated, right? (laughs) Thinking about Hanukkah. Whether we suffer or receive thanks, we are to offer ourselves as a free will offering, as slaves to the Lord. That dedication is the true meaning of Hanukkah. It's also the true meaning of being a disciple of Yeshua. Verse 21, For you were called to this because Messiah also suffered for you, leaving you an example so that you might follow in his footsteps. He committed no sin, nor was any deceit found in his mouth. When he was abused, he did not return the abuse. While suffering, he made no threats. Instead, he kept entrusting himself to the one who judges righteously. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree so that we, removed from sins, might live for righteousness. By his wounds, you were healed. For you, like sheep, were going astray, but now you have returned to the shepherd and guardian of your souls. Wow. A lot of pondering to do on those verses, right? Well, let me ask you something. Do Do you think that Adam and Eve desired to sin? No. They were deceived. They were tricked by something that seemed good at the time. And so we have to understand that Hasatan wants to trick us as well. So if you've been tricked or deceived, that really potentially can start your journey down on a slippery slope. Please don't get me wrong. I love celebrating Hanukkah, and I love our tradition and our family of coming together for Christmas, giving gifts, and enjoying each other. Christmas music is amazing, too. However, though I don't choose to celebrate Christmas as the birth of Yeshua, I choose to celebrate Yeshua's birth in my relationship with him. Okay? But, you know, don't judge me. 
I won't judge you. All right? This program is asking you to consider the messages you are sending to your children and to other people. I'm not saying to stop Hanukkah and Christmas. I'm saying that we should be intentional about what we do and how we do it so that it blesses the Lord. Then our explanation to our children and others will be honest. One way to do that is to explain to our children during, as an example, let me give you this example, the time of gift giving that it happens at Christmas time is similar to Yeshua who gave us the greatest gift. And so we are giving gifts to show our love too. Obviously, Yeshua gave us so many great gifts. So let's consider some scriptures. John 17, 14, I have given them your word and the world hated them because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. I'm not asking that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Make them holy in the truth. Your word is truth, just as you sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. This tells me that hibernation is not an option. I must be in the world and engaging it and yet stay holy in God's truth, the scriptures. This is really important. So people who say, well, I'm not going to do such and such because it's pagan or something like that. I don't think that's really God's will to say that Christmas or Hanukkah are pagan holidays, so to speak. But I think what we can do is encourage people to be in God's truth in the scripture while celebrating these holidays. So you have to make a decision daily. Most of the time we make them using common sense, today's culture, agreement with a spouse. Well, it is not against God's word. However, I think our decision should come from God and be intentional in order to please him. Let me share some further scriptures. 1 John 2.15 Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. So, as we celebrate anything for the Lord, but especially Hanukkah or Christmas, It can't be with a worldly love. It has to be with the kind of love that praises God. Verse 16, for everything in the world, the desire of the flesh, the desire of the eyes, and the boasting of life is not from the Father, but from the world. The world is passing away along with its desires, but the one who does the will of God abides forever. What is the will of God? Oh, how many times, how many times, but we need it every time. Number one, love God. Number two, love your neighbor. Number three, share God's love with everyone. What more do you need to know? Everything else 
is the commentary that God provides so that we can do these three things. James 4.4, you adulteress, don't you know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Or do you think that in vain the scripture says he yearns jealously over the spirit which he made to dwell in us? But he gives greater grace. Therefore, it says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, submit to God, but resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded I think what it means when it says that we're to resist the devil is we're to resist the things, uh, the temptations that are in the world that draw us away from God. But we've got to be honest with ourselves, and we've got to be honest with others. Is anything that keeps you from doing these three things is against God's purpose in your life. I know that sounds a little legalistic. Um, that's, I guess, new covenant legalism. <laughs> but, you know, each one has to work out his salvation with fear and trembling. So each one of us has to figure this all out. Don't use this filter for others. Use this filter of these three things for yourself. Colossians 2.8, see that no one takes you captive through philosophy and empty deception according to the tradition of men and the basic principles of the world rather than Messiah. For all the fullness of deity lies bodily in him, and in him you have been filled to fullness. He is the head over every ruler and authority. Matthew 6.24, no one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will stick by one and look down on the other. You cannot serve God and money. It's not about the correct holiday. It's about who are we serving. Let me give you one other scripture here. 2 Timothy 4.1. I solemnly charge you in the presence of God and Messiah Yeshua, who is about to judge the living and the dead as his appearing and his kingdom. Proclaim the word. Be ready when it is convenient or inconvenient. Confront, rebuke, encourage with complete patience and instruction. For the time will come when they, meaning people, will not put up with sound instruction but they will pile up for themselves teachers in keeping with their own desires to have their ears tickled. And they will turn away from hearing the truth and wander off to myths. You, however, keep a clear mind in all things. Withstand hardship. Do the work of proclaiming the good news and fulfill your service. Wow. Well... God's talking to each one of us, isn't he? As we are serving God, when we are critical of other believers, are we really serving God? Our discussion should not be quarrels, rather instructions of how 
we understand God's word. Our instruction should not uh, be discouraging, but rather include encouragement rather than bring, bringing down other people. It's hard to do, but it should be our goal. Struggles are good when it is between us and God. I believe you can answer many questions about right and wrong when you put it under God's lens, his filter. Remember, his filter is to love God, love your neighbor, and tell everyone of that love. That's God's filter. That's God's lens. And so you can you judge all your own activities, your own words, everything you do, and how you celebrate Christmas and how you celebrate Hanukkah. You have to judge yourself. Are you giving glory to God? Are you giving glory to God by following his filter of these three commandments? You know, New Year's is coming up. And I have a few goals that you might want to consider. Number one, put your questions and concerns through God's filter, his three commandments. That, that was obvious, wasn't it, as much as I've talked about this? Um, so number one is everything that you do, put it through God's filter, everything that you say. Two, Always remember that your struggle is with God, not with man. That's a hard one, isn't it? When men get us upset, right? People get us upset. We have to remember it's a struggle with God. And that's why we don't get angry with them, even though we feel like we should or could. Three, when people do things differently from the way you think it should be done, Ask God to show you their heart. Okay? It's a difficult one, especially with our children, right? When we are trying to direct them in the, in the correct way. Four, our intellectual level and our culture has affected us, so let's desire after God's wisdom and his culture. Make sense? Number five, watch out for things in our life that leads to slippery slopes because they are hard to reverse. Number six, remember one of the greatest things that keeps us from being deceived. Humility. Yeah. Seven, What would Yeshua say and do is still a great question when you want to have the heart of Messiah. If you want me to email you these seven things to consider these goals for the new year, I'm going to ask you to either contact me through rabbi at heartofmessiah.org or you can call our office uh, at 813-831-5673. Remember that the booklet, 
that I want to give you called Rejoice Always. Rejoicing is is not only a commandment by God, but it will help you in everything you do in your life if you learn to rejoice always. So it's a grouping of scriptures that helps you focus on what God's desire is for you, which is to rejoice. So call our office and ask for it. And those of you who'd like to send a gift, again, call our office, 813-831-5673. And please, uh, it'll help us stay on the air in this new year. Um, I pray that God has touched you through this year and through these teachings. And that you would grow in your desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. I pray this in the name of Yeshua. Amen. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.